Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at all the things you didn't have. These are so good. So good. So good. I just got one little question. Will you accept this role? Oh, what a theme song. <laughs> to be made to next to Thriller. <laughs> Hello! Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose. Uh, my name is Art Marine. I'm coming to you from somewhere in Atlanta because they've captured me. And I'm on the phone with my partner in crime, one of my very favorite people, somebody who had the flu and did not do karaoke with me, but has been under a weighted blanket with me. Miss Erin Foley. Erin, how are you? I'm good. I'm in the car about to pull over. Oh, my God. Where are you? Are you deep in the desert? Are you in trouble? I'm from. I'm calling from an undisclosed location in Burbank, California. Oh, my God. Things are pretty sexy for the two of us. What are you doing in Burbank, Erin? Oh, I was recording my Sports Without Balls podcast. Well, when we get to the um, email portion... Somebody said, or or the iTunes review, they they found our podcast because they, you mentioned it on your Sports Without Balls podcast. Oh, my God. The crossover. The crossover. The crossover. The crossover. The crossover, Erin. Um, Erin, before we start on this week's episode, how fun was San Francisco? San Francisco, I thought with all our live shows, that was my favorite live show, for sure. Oh, my God. I mean, it's hard because I love all of them. I felt like what I liked about it was I felt like it actually really captured. I felt like everybody was, it was very low key. It was a good group. Like everyone seemed relaxed and like themselves. Nobody seemed nervous. It was really great. Yeah, I think also, you know, Hot Comedy Club was great. They were great. They organized it so well. The guests were, like, really affable. Like, everything just went so smooth and fun. And, you know, all of us weren't completely hungover like we were in Nashville. Well, you didn't go out. You speak for yourself. I don't know if you talked to Anna, Paget, Rob, me, or Heitner. You, you, you weren't hungover. You weren't hungover. I was. I was a hot mess in Nashville. A hot mess. No, that's true. And so is Paget. I do want to say, um, and you know what? You know what's so sad? I felt so flattered just now when you complimented my organizational skills. <laughs> you are a team leader. You're a fearless team leader. Like, you you got those guests. I guess what people, I'm just trying to say what people don't, I hope they appreciate, is that you put all of this together, you yourself. I mean, I know Anna and Katie are, you know, there's a support group, but you're out there hustling. No, I organize, I organize the whole thing. I do the lineup and everything. I, I'm organized yeah. chaos. Well, for me, I'm such a – the side of me that needs a weighted blanket, I like order. So if I have order, then I can go have chaos within it. But I, I need a very firm structure. I need to know the, the roadmap before I go off-roading. You know, I need to know what the structure is. I need to time it out. I need to know who's coming on when so then I can go flash the audience in my sexy pilgrim dress. We gotta wear them when we're back in studio. But I, 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 just, I fell asleep in mine the other night. You know, uh, I have mine I, folded up. I have mine folded like in my Mari Kondo, like spark of joy declutter. Like I have a nice little brick brick fold of it. And I'm saving it for when I'm in studio. Oh my god, that's amazing! I'm, all, I'm also almost off the highway. I apologize if this is loud. Is it loud? No, but you know what? I'm eating oatmeal, so it's the least sexy podcast that's ever happened. I'm literally about to pull over. I just, I couldn't get off the highway quick enough. Um, mm, mm, mm-hmm. I just, I just think the audience was, they, they packed the place. Uh, they were so fun. There was, uh, they were 
we were we did the uh, drinking on the glam shaving. Like everyone, the energy. It was, was fun. Phenomenal start to finish. We have really good fans. You guys who come, it's like. No one's a douche. Everyone's there to play, and it's very appreciated. Well, and we got all the fun pictures after. Oh my it god! Was just, it was just so much fun. It's like you do this podcast every week, and you don't know who's listening. And all of a sudden, all these people show up, and they're wonderful. And yeah, it's super cool. I always assume no one's going to come to anything, and when people actually show up, it means so much. We have people fly in from Toronto, Vancouver, Texas, North Carolina. I mean, it's like. We t- uh, Casey Runin, our artist, drove up from from Southern California. Um, it, it was awesome. All right, here we go. Um, here we go. This week's. You know what's so fun? I also have the entire cast of Insatiable, which is what I'm filming. We're almost done filming this season. It'll be on Netflix this summer. I cannot tell you how much I love this show. And what's so fun about it is I now have the cast watching The Bachelor and they never watched it before. And it's like, it's they're all obsessed with Beck, young Becca. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, I get like, there's like a straight married dad, Chris Gorham, who's like the nicest, hottest guy in the world. And he like texts me on Bachelor nights and he goes, so what's the deal? Does this dude just get to bang like 35 women? I was like, he gets to tongue kiss. He gets to bang three of them and tongue kiss like, like 400 of them. He, I guess I just, you know, the kissing, I, oh. I mean, what do you do? It's part of the show. I guess I just, uh. I find it, like, a little bit aggressive this season. He doesn't ask any... I never... I don't remember a season where there was this much indiscriminate kissing and this blatant a lack of curiosity about actually getting to know any of the women. Yeah, you're right. That's well said. That's just, I guess that's exactly how I'm feeling, and I didn't know how to phrase it. It just... It, it's too much. And it's, it's also... It's hard because... He actually has a very affable personality. If he yeah. if he kissed twenty five percent less and took that twenty five percent and actually asked tw- like twenty five percent any of any question any question of where are you from, what do you do for a living, do you have a hot anything like any question, anything rather any than rather than I like. I lead with Kendall. I mean, that's the line of questioning I want. Oh, Kendall's Kendall is amazing. All right, let's get going. Here we go. We're starting out. They must have just realized early on, like, oh, you know what? Since it's not Peter, we're not going. We'll give him a lot of women, but we're not going to spend on the locations because we start out. We start from South Tahoe and we go to Florida. Fort Lauderdale is a beautiful place to fall in love. I mean, have. I think it's a travel hub. I think it's a travel hub. I'm not sure if it's a beautiful place to fall in love. I feel like it's a place in the 1980s to go get, like, finger banged on spring break. <laughs> it's, like, like it's, it's a good place to, like, accidentally get knocked up when you're 19 and drink shots out of test tubes. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, when someone goes, have you ever been to Fort Lauderdale? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I had that one time. Yeah, Fort Lauderdale. One time. Fort Lauderdale is a great way, place to go if you're, like, a white person looking to get, like, like Bo Derek hair braids and, like, a skin scalp burn and, like, wear a fluorescent crop top and go drink it, like, you know, Carlos and Charlie's. That's where you're going for Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, and, some, uh, and there's, a, there's a fun gay, fun gayville. Uh, mm. Other than that, you're like, ooh, yeah, mm. I'm not sure if it's the place to fall in love. No, I don't think anybody's actually ever fallen in love. It's a good place to get crabs, but it's not a place you're going to actually <laughs> fall in love. <laughs> crabs for dinner or crabs after dinner? Crabs. Welcome to Fort Lauderdale. You know what? And I'm going to guess that they've had they've been sinkhole adjacent. I know you love a sinkhole. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we actually just flew out of Fort Lauderdale for the uh, the big gay cruise. And, uh, you know, there's, it's it's, uh, it's charming adjacent. Is it? It's, uh, it's got one foot. It's got, it's got a little something summit, but uh, it's one of those places where you just, you know, you just, you're there for a couple of days and you're like, okay, I, you know, I've, I've, I've seen it all. But, uh, you know, they made the most out of it. I want to apologize for being the grossest, the grossest podcast host, no podcast host should ever eat oatmeal 
while. But I'm living in this hotel, and I've been here since September. It's like, and it's not Eloise at the plaza. It's like Eloise at, like, the budget travel lodge, right? So, like, and I have to film tonight, and I have, like, I have no food left. But I have, like, a coffee maker. I'm, like, I'm down to, like, I figured out I can make oatmeal, like, with a Keurig. And so I'm, like, my blood sugar is So I'm so sorry that that's what's happening right now. Okay, here we go. So then they're in Fort Lauderdale. The girls are biking. They're running. They're holding hands. It's, like, and they have to... Then they check into the like the W of Fort Lauderdale, and Ari walks in and goes, "Oh, wearing his man espadrille," and goes, "Oh my god, this place is amazing." Is that like the only world? He only knows the word like, "Wow, amazing." So it's really amazing. Oh, it's just, it's just like the same. It just feels like the. I mean, that's why, like, the, 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 I, I'm really starting to get attached to some of these ladies because he's just, like, kind of the ultimate wash, yeah, you know? Yeah, So I'm like, oh, give me the Kendall, give me the Crystal, mm-hmm. give me the Jenna. Like, we need some excitement. Jenna? Really all of the ladies. I'm pretty sure Jenna, Jenna almost has, like, um, like a 1980s, like, falcon crest, like, her dark brows and all the Botox and, like... She almost looks like Morgan Fairchild in some shots. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good call. Right? A little Morgan Fairchild. There, she's a, I'd like more screen time for Jenna because she's a real, uh, a real wild card. She's horny. She's DTF. And she's, yeah. she, she enjoys a glass of wine with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And she, she's a fun wild card. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying her more and more because she's a, she's a, yeah, she's a little bit of a train wreck, which I love. Oh, just speaking of train wrecks, my best friend Chris said to me, she goes, how old do you think Crystal really is? I was like, oh, I think she's 29. She goes, Arden, when did you get severe rings around your neck? You didn't have that at 29. And a part of me is like, you think I have severe rings around my neck? You're, all right, wait. Is it, are you saying that Crystal has severe rings around her neck or that I have severe? I know. But, but if you look at her, so then I was watching, I'm like, oh my God, she's right. Like no 29 year old. No, I have to say, I do know that I do have some rings around my neck because I've seen it in HD. Like I know I'm almost like a tree trunk. If you cut my neck and you can count the rings, you know, but like, but like no 29 year old has severe rings around the neck except for Crystal. How old do you think Crystal really is? I think Crystal's 46. I, I hope Crystal's 46. <laughs> maybe she... No, I mean, I, I would say she's probably, maybe she's older. Maybe she's, you know, she, she definitely looks like she's in her 30s. I would never put a two in front of her name. Well, she's awesome. Maybe, maybe she got sunned and windburned filming her exercise videos on Venice Beach on her iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the lack of uh, uh, SPF and uh, the large scoop of cray-cray Dude. make her look older. Dude, so then Chelsea gets the date, and she says how she feels by turning to the, ca- the camera and going, I have a one-on-one with Ari, and I'm ecstatic, ecstatic. There's no C in there. She's ecstatic to spend the day with Ari. Um, she's been five weeks without seeing her son, and she's excited for Ari to get to know Chelsea, not just Chelsea, the mom. It's like, well, you keep talking about being a mom. So that if you want people to forget it, maybe stop mentioning it. Yeah, if you want people to forget it, you don't lead with the mystery child card. Dude. And now she's like, oh, I already played that card. Now I've got to be the sexy lady and forget about the child. The, the, like, I, oh, God. she she. So then they go out and they... My friend Andy Gordon, who I adore, who writes for Modern Family, he obsessively watches The Bachelor too, and he's so funny. And I just get emails from him, and he sent me a one-line email that just said, "Was it Winston Churchill who said, I'm on a dreamboat, but I'm also with a dreamboat?'" <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I told him I thought it was Nelson Mandela said that. That's what I thought it was, but I could it could have been Winston Churchill, or it could have been Rick Springfield. Oh, I always confuse the three of them so much. I always confuse. Um. Okay, so she's on a dreamboat. She's with a dreamboat. She's ecstatic. They have this date. The girls. 
what is it? I think because they just keep going to these shitty locations with the girls in the telescopes, the binoculars. They're watching them. Who rides around facing a person, straddling them face forward? Who rides a jet ski like that? Fort Lauderdale, that's who. Sexy moms is. Sexy moms. That is a, uh, without a helmet. I mean, that is just dangerous. Do people wear helmets? Do people wear helmets on jet skis? Well, I would, I would require one. Uh, <laughs> I, if I, if I had a, a safe sex life partner, I'd be like, I'm not losing you on a jet ski. Put the helmet on, and I'd probably immediately be divorced. But you and uh, Ken, you and Kendall could ride around with your helmets on. Oh my god, I want to meet Kendall so bad. Oh, we're I gonna. You know she'll come to our podcast. She's the one that we're going to capture. My enthusiasm for Dolphin Girl is, is equal to my enthusiasm for Kendall. Will you just take a moment and just tell our fans just personally how wonderful Jasmine and Alexis are, and like just backstage? Um, backstage and then cocktails and dinner after. They are. So much fun, and it was one of those things where I, I mean, you know, we've loved we loved Dolphin Girl the entire Alexis the entire time, and Jasmine. I think we went back and forth on well, Jas. It's just one of these things how they present and edit themselves. You know, I mean, how they are presented and edited uh, for the TV show, but in real life, uh, rock stars, both of them, they were so accommodating and so lovely and so funny, and they get they're like best friends. They both moved to LA, like. They're, they're rock stars. They were such good guests. And, and Jasmine, because I think she came off, you know, she had the choky, choky stuff. She was so sweet in person. And sweet. and mellow. Like, very, she, like, Alexis didn't get much sleep because she, the poor thing had a lot of problems getting to us. And so she had to bail after dinner. And Jasmine stayed out with us to the bitter end. To the bitter end. She was so fun and joking around the whole time. And, yeah, they were just, like, they were literally the perfect guest. Yes. It was amazing. They were so fun. So, Chelsea's on a dreamboat. She's with a dreamboat. She's grinding him. They do the fucking Titanic thing at the front. And we see Ari has a huge tattoo down his side. I know. I didn't see that before. Have we ever seen that before? Oh, my God. The audio, whatever you did, is so much better than it was a second ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. I took it off speaker. This is good. This is perfect. Um, yeah, that tattoo is gigantic. What, what, I want to know what is it, what's on there? I think I need to go back in and pause it and like, and like, uh, like we did with Ben's biblical rib tattoo. That's a good idea. If somebody can find tell or email us at rosepodcast at gmail, if anybody has any photos of the tattoo or you can tell us what the tattoo is, we need to know. There's an also Sarah Colonna texted me, she, during the show, asking, like, on the date with Tia when they're in the Everglades, it looks like Ari shaves his legs. Yeah, and I didn't. Ha- I should have. I should have went back. I, I forgot to rewind it, but they they look shaved for sure. They look shaved. They look shaved, and if you notice his his face, it's like he has like too much bronzer and like foundation. He has like base face, like from the eighties. Like his body is paler than his. face face and he has like a lot of foundation on. Did you just say base face? Don't you remember base face? I don't know what base face is. Base is like when you like what they used to call like makeup foundation like I'm just going to put on some base and they would call it base face if you have like way too much base on. Got it. Email us. I'm going to just call him Base Face the whole, the whole thing. Okay, let's call him Base Face. So Base Face is that he's got the tattoo. They're doing the Titanic. They're making out. They're straddling. The girls are watching. And then they go on their date. He hasn't asked one question. And, and she is talking to the camera like, this is it. Like, this is the greatest date of all time. And then they go into the car museum. And, um, and she, she, he says to the camera... No, he hasn't asked her anything. She's strong and independent, and I love that in a woman. It's and she's like, oh, this is like the mom mobile, like the old car. And he goes, oh yeah, little Woody. And that it was just. And then they toast to exploring all of the new and taking chances. And he goes, I love that. Oh, he's just. First of all, 
the Titanic and the, the, the ride around or the face to face jet ski couldn't have been more forced and yeah. terrible. Yeah. I mean, literally like you do a Titanic, like kill yourself, throw yourself overboard. Yeah. And then you walk into like everything is about him. Yeah. Right? Always. Like, they walk into a date with cars. Yeah. Like old, like, and she was, oh, this is amazing. I was like, nine out of 10 women don't give a shit about yeah. cars. Yeah. They don't care about cars. Yeah. It's all about him. It's always all about him. It's always all about him. And, oh. and then he goes, I'm curious about you. I just thought she's so mysterious. She, every time he says she's so mysterious, she gets like a little lady boner about herself. Like she loves that somehow he's come up with this narrative that she's really mysterious. Because she created the narrative because every two words she was like, I'm mysterious, I'm mysterious. And there's just nothing mysterious about a mom uh, that lives in Maine. It's a mom, the least mysterious. A five foot six, 29 year old model mom slash assistant at Keller Williams Real Estate. I, in Maine, I, I just, I don't think so. I mean, so. We, could, we could literally plan out our days and I don't know anything about her. There's nothing less mysterious. So then. But at least she's not a supervillain anymore. She's calmed. She's grown on me and uh, Becca's grown on me. Me too. So then, so then he goes, I'm curious about your previous relationship. And she says, I was drowning in a life that seemed perfect. Basically, and I love that she's shaming Becca, that Becca's too young for Ari. She dated a much older rich dude um, for, from the time she was 20, and they were together for seven years, and then when their baby was six months old, he left her and had a baby, and I looked it up, he had a baby with Miss Maine. Oh, oh no. Yeah, it's bad. He had a baby with Miss Maine. Oh my god, and she was a model? Yeah. He, so he dates a model, marries her. There's no way she's a model. And leaves her for Miss Maine. There's no way she's a model. model. No way she's a model. Maybe she did like a like a well, photo for like for like a her, boat yeah. show. Maybe like I'm a model. I I was in like, you know, Maine today selling a fucking fleece. You know, like I don't buy that she was a model. <laughs> she she killed it in like the photo booth at parties. I need to see if anybody can find any any example of her actually modeling, aside from on Instagram, please email it to us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. Um, I can't think of two people that are less compatible than Chelsea and Artie, Ari. Oh just my. given their lifestyles and what they want. Like, they are literally, they're not even remotely compatible. Except for he likes to hang out in his cardigans, and she's got a three-year-old, so that's restrictive. That's true. He, he packed his belongings in trash bags, and she said this, even though I have the least I've ever had, I feel like I have everything because I have this little boy. It's like, I don't buy. I just feel like you're just saying that because, you know, for whatever reason, Ari gets horny for moms. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did find her story to be like cringeworthy, I'm like, oh god, I felt bad. For I did her. too. It was oh, actually made her more. I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. It was terrible. No, but it's like I know. And it's like that's why, that's why you don't marry some old rich dude that molds you into what he wants. I know. It's, it's what happens when you get married in your 20s. It never ends well. It never no, ends well. Particularly if you marry somebody, if you're 20 and they're like 38 and rich, the guy's not even cute. Like, he must be really rich. If he's banging Miss Maine and knocking everybody oh, up, he's got to be oh, loaded. loaded. He's got to be yeah. loaded. You know, that Maine money. <laughs> all that Maine, all that Agonquin stock. <laughs> he probably has got, like, silicone balls. Oh, my God. Yeah, yes, he does. Um, and then, so then they had, like, she and her little lip injections. They had the date, and she goes, what made today was you. This is irreplaceable. I don't think this moment could be replicated. I'm like, it pretty, it could actually pretty easily be replicated. You just get a fucking, somebody not asking you a question that you think is physically attractive. You get on a jet ski and you go drink next to cars. That's pretty easily replicated. Um, yeah, the whole thing is like you go on a dating app, you get a rando um, that uh, you think you like. He doesn't like you back. Uh, you rent a big boat. And you phone it in. Um, that's the, that's there you go. You're Bye. talking. You're talking about my average Thursday. I go yeah, on this, Tinder. I rent a big boat. I I don't care where I am. I I spend all my rent money on a big boat, 
I drive around. I grind on a jet ski. I hang out next to cars. That's what I. That's where I. I mean, I'm so deep in debt from this. At night, you get a you get a couple sandwiches. Uh, you go to Hertz rent a car. <laughs> Uh, you eat the sandwiches yeah. in the middle of the rental car. Yes, um, yes. And then you're done. And then I'm done. I do. It with, I actually do it with Hertz rental employees, so I try not to pay for any of it. <laughs> so then she says, "Tonight told me it's possible to fall in love." Really? What part? What part of tonight told you that? Was it the? Was it? There was. It was. We don't know anything about Ari except for. I love Lori from the audience saying he's won one race ever. Oh, my God. Well, every time he talks about racing, he says he's crashing. He's crashed. Did you? I don't know if you knew this, but, you know, his father is one of the best race car drivers that ever worked. That ever I see. That's interesting. I didn't know that. He's a hall, He's in the Hall of Fame. He's and won, like, maybe three or four Daytonas. I mean, he's he, a phenomenal race car driver. And then Ari's like... I sell real estate, and everything is about him crashing. Because <laughs> so it's almost like it's almost like I don't know if you if you're like Jay Z's your dad, and you want to be a rapper, but you are like no capacity for rhyming, <laughs> yeah, and like no rhythm. But you're like, but it's my dad, so they kind of let you set up in a studio and like give you a beat, but like you can't even rhyme like high with bye you know you just can't but it's like well just let him have it it's his son <laughs> yeah you just keep running around the house like what rhymes with friendship and they're like hey how about some real estate here um, how about this here you should, yeah i can yeah, get you into a exactly group, i can get you an escrow on a great open floor plan somewhere <laughs> so then back at meanwhile back at the ranch we see um a letter arrive, and this is before we get to the end of the day, but we see Tia for a moment back at the W with no makeup on, which was fascinating because she's so cute, but looking at her fresh face, I was like, she's so darling, but when she's all made up, like, just to see her without the contouring on, I'm like, it's like two different people. She's pretty either way, but I was fascinated to see Tia with no makeup on. Wait, I didn't. I must have missed this part. She got a letter. Well, it was when she. It was when she found out that she was going to be the one going on another one-on-one date, and they interviewed her, and she had no makeup on back at the hotel. I'm sorry. I thought it was like a whole other scene. Yeah, yeah. She, she is. She's naturally pretty. She's so cute. But then she puts on the full like Instagram like. Yeah. YouTube tutorial makeup thing. Like, it's just fascinating. I was like, wow. Like, and she looks good either way, but it's like two different people. Anyway. And also with that accent, it's like, I love you it. just kind of want less makeup. I know. I love it. They really found Raven, too. They really. They really did. And you know what? I got to say, Arkansas grows lovely young ladies. The two that we've <laughs> met, they're lovely. I really, I really like all the Arkansas gals. Okay. Yeah, they're great. So then the date's not over. They have to go around the bend into what makes me so uncomfortable, slow dancing along to the amazing Tennille Arts. It's surreal. We went into this gorgeous room and Tennille Ars was playing. The best is when Chelsea did the voiceover. Yeah. And she tried to let that roll off her tongue, but, you know, she's, she did like 56 takes, and they're like, we can't do it one more take because she couldn't get that out. Like, she was, it was like, you know, they wanted it to sound like Duran Duran. Yeah. And it was like, we're sailing to Nailers. But they didn't even put they didn't even put up a graphic. Normally it says like Lanco or whatever. This time they yeah. didn't even bother. Like, did she not have it in her rider that it's going to say? To Neil R's on it. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I don't, still don't know what how to pronounce it because Chelsea stumbled. Like it was just like I was like, Captain and Tennille? Dude, Tennille, what? What is? I this? had to. I had to actually buy Hulu in this hotel so I could fucking rewind it and be like, what? What? <laughs> so then, which I'm gonna promptly cancel. So then, so they they. Yeah, I wish I actually would love to see a list of every band that's played on The Bachelor ever. That would be a good uh, trivia question. Like, which one's fake? If you had like ten names of real fuck. Remember, there was a guy that like it, he looked like, and his name was like like an accountant for like ABC. Got to play one of them. Um, oh my god, they've all they've all been spectacularly like mundane and awful, dude. So then. 
The singer Tennille Ars is singing her hit, You Caught Me in a Moment of Weakness. And and then Chelsea goes, So um, it's so true. He held me and he made me feel so safe. She's numerous times had a thing about a guy and his power and feeling safe and taking she really gets off on like that kind of I mean, I guess maybe that's how she fell into like being with a much richer, older dude. Like she just is like, "Oh, I, I'm taking, I'm so taken care of in this moment." I'm like, "Girl, he's making out with everyone." Oh, it's just you know he wants strong and independent, and you're like, "No, you don't." First of all, you don't want strong and independent, and quite frankly, I'm not sure if you know, except for a handful, none of these women are really like putting out strong and independent vibes at it's, all. It's just Becca, the child, really, and Kendall. And, and that um, beautiful black woman that went to Yale. What's her name? Uh, She's strong and independent. C- CN. And the, yeah. and the dark-haired Jacqueline at the end, the psychiatrist from New York. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. She'll go soon. So then, No, yeah, she won't last. So then they go on a group date, and it starts with Ari licking a bowling ball. I, I almost I threw up. Even, I just – doesn't he sort of – Look like a like a young, uglier version of John Travolta. Oh yes, how gross! I was like, I don't know why. I was just like picking up a lot of John Travolta this last episode. How gross! He actually licked a bowling ball. I don't even. I, although I have to say, the bowling date was one of my. I, I think the group dates this season have been fun. Are some of my all time favorites. Yeah, because they're actually less degrading. Like the part of yeah. him, like he is like a sex addict, but he's. But he's not an alpha male, so they are sort of group dates for, like, a dude in a cardigan. Like, him bowling, it feels vaguely appropriate. Yeah, yeah. They've been – the group dates have been really fun. And, of course, the outtakes with the old ladies at the end oh my with God. bowling were her, going to be better her, than the real thing. Her fate, the woman's fate. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. I just – Okay, greatest. so then Jenna does that – like, they're getting – clearly getting sloshed. And thank you to whoever – they either tweeted me or Instagrammed me – to remind me that last week during the previews, they showed Crystal saying, oh, I've been drinking all day. And then she like pounded like a glass of champagne and that got cut out of the episode. I think the girls were hammered at the bowling alley. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope, right? Yeah. yeah. Just based on their behavior, I hope they were. I mean, I've never seen so much screaming. Oh, my and God. It, did you pick this up? Like every time they had a cutaway, like when the when the women were together and Ari was speaking like they were on top of each other they like they were it was almost like they had they weren't standing next to it they were like almost all holding each other yes. like what women stand like that no they all look they all could not look cuter in their jeans and they're like it's a really good looking group of gals they're so yeah. they're, they're all so fit they're like have their little bowling outfits on out comes Morgan Fairchild to do her little dirty bowling. <laughs> she did her like disgusting like bowling backwards through the legs, and then and then she did her cheer that was like you're a four and I'm a ten, and then the dummy Ari goes, oh my god, that was amazing. I'm like, no, that was not. That was the worst improv I have. I've seen some bad improv. That was the worst. That was not amazing, Ari. That was the best is who's it on the other team goes, what are you talking about? Or like, what does that even mean? Because yeah. Jenna was like so, In so the- incoherent. She's like, there's a roof. I'm a person. You're a two. God yeah. bless America. And he was like, like that's I don't even, what are you, t-? like it was incoherent. And he was blown away at how much she nailed it. Like, wow. How did he, you come up with that? He is, I don't, I mean, can we just pause for one second? Yeah. Like, is he? Dumb? Yeah, he's dumb. Is he dumb? Yeah. Is that what I'm like picking up? He's a dummy. He's, he's, a, he's sweet. He's, he's a, affable. He's but a, is he dumb? Yes, he's a rich kid who, who has been given a career because his dad has a talent. He's a hot, rich dummy who has. Not hot, he yeah. was hot, formerly hot. He peaked like, like yeah. hot for a year at like thirty. You know, like a f- yeah. formerly hot, rich dummy. Who he's just a sweet dum dum who's horny. Yeah, because like there's no he literally repeats himself. He's a dummy. He doesn't ask any like I just I kept thinking by the end of this episode, I'm like, why do I just I cannot stand this dude? And I'm like, 
what is it? Because he's not like mean spirit. No, he's, he's dumb. A he's a dumb dumb. But I'm like, I think he's just a dumb dumb. He's a total dumb dumb. He's a total. Right, good. He doesn't, you know. And I think I never think so. I just give people the benefit of the doubt that everybody has some sort of brain in their head. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, you're a dummy. You're yeah. So then Crystal leads a prayer group on her side. Oh, hold on. Here come, Can you hear those sirens? My apologies. Yeah. Okay. That's people knowing that Crystal's about to lead the prayer group. She goes, <laughs> she goes this. Ready? I want to ask Wing and Chucky to be our angels and guide us through this until um, the very end. And somebody goes, who are Wing and Chucky? And she goes, they're my dogs. I... Uh-huh. I can't. I love. I just. I have to say, I can't get enough of Crystal. Oh my god! I. I if for two weeks ago, I was like, she needs to go. Then I was like, no, she needs to stay. She needs to stay forever because she's such a good villain. She's so entertaining. She is on, from another planet, yeah. and I'm absolutely obsessed. He's like trying to watch a pair of khaki pants, and Crystal is just larger than life. Her voice. She's agitating everyone like I'm obsessed with her. Well, so then he, so then her group wins. And basically, because I think he's so in love with young Becca, he doesn't want to not be with young Becca. So he's like, you know what? Who cares about the game? You guys can all come. And Crystal lost it on the bus. They get back to the W, Fort Lauderdale. He's a liar. She has trusted. Why the fuck do we not? Is, which, there's, there was no one in the camera crew that had a camera or an audio that they could roll in the bus. I didn't understand that. I'm like, she has a giant meltdown, but you can't see it. So that's maybe how bad it was. Well, she because she still had a mic pack on because she was trying to get them to get off her mic pack. So they at least had audio. You couldn't fake some kind of like visual of like a van ride and pretend that it was the van ride. Like you clearly had audio of it. What? What? How bad was it? I think she's maybe actually, like, really mentally ill. I I just, we were saying the whole time, I don't understand because this show lives and dies for, like, all these dramatic moments. And she obviously, like, lost her mind. Like, big time. Big time. Yeah. He goes, so she goes, he's a liar. The other team didn't win. He took back his word. And he said, the other team's coming. He didn't consult us. He didn't take us into consideration. I'm looking for a partnership. I'm not, I'm leaving. My bags are packed. It's like, okay, good. Please leave. Please actually leave. Maybe she was dropping so many F-bombs. I mean, I don't know what it was. Or maybe you're right. Maybe it was just like too crazy, like too crazy to even put out there. And believe me, she's annoying and she needs to go. But I just, I find her, like, a really great villain. Like, I she's amazing. She's part so well. Well, because, because she actually feels, like, Corinne felt, Corinne felt, she knew she needed camera time. She knew she could be sexy. There was damage there. This one is yeah. actually unstable and actually feels cray-cray. Like, for real. She It's just, like, it's just, it's also so, I mean... Listen, it's just funny to me that her reaction in the smallest, like Ari's obviously horrified. He doesn't want to keep her, and he's just his his body is like his mannerisms. It's like get me away from. But her. yeah, you know he still wants to fuck her. Yeah, probably. But the fact that she flipped her shit, where you almost can't, I mean, apparently you can't even air the footage. Yeah. Over inviting four or five other women to a group date is about the funniest thing ever. Dude, I mean, I love Kendall. Gets right in there. She's like Crystal. That didn't exhibit kindness, and kindness is really important. She's so, um, she's not aware she's, and and not scared of confrontation in a way that's and she's like. She goes, I just felt like he didn't, he was disrespectful to Team Blue. And then, and then Chris Kendall's like, yes, and I have no issue, issue with that. I do have an issue with the way, like, like, I, she is, I would hire Kendall to be my lawyer. <laughs> she might Kendall, eat me. She might eat me at the end. She keeps and stuffs wild animals on her person at all times. She doesn't give a shit about confrontation. She's like, bring it on. <laughs> I have a stuffed land shark in my backpack. <laughs> she keeps it stuffed on her purse. <laughs> you think she gives a shit about Crystal opening up her mouth? Ping-ping like, is, ping is 
TV. She was on, she drank like whatever like donkey jizz on like Fear Factor, which is true. But like now I'm like because she wanted to. Like now that I know her, yeah. that's the thing. So then, so then, uh, so then let's see. So then I flip the page here, and she says, um, um. So then Ari goes to talk to her. He's like he shows up with her the date. He's like Crystal's not here, and then so. She says to him, I feel like me and my teammates, we felt passionate and hot and open and deep and raw and vulnerable. I need more. And then he's like, well, if you were downstairs, you would have had more. And then, and then he was like, I'll see you in a few days. And he's like, and, um, and that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I liked all the adjectives and were like, um, you were bowling. It was a group bowling date. And she, like, <laughs> spins out like no one picked her up for the prom. You're like, oh, lady. You know, I know ladies like this in L.A. I've dealt with, like, in my female friendships, I've had a few hotheads where you're like, dude, I'm just trying to meet you at, like, soup plantation for, like, some salad. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine if I was, like, having sex with you. Like, you're screaming at me, and we're... I'm just trying to go to, like, the Beverly Connection. Like... <laughs> I know. You're, like... There's oh some God, really crazy... They're, like, looking for... There's, like... Like, that sort of that... If it's hysterical, it's historical. It's sort of, like... I'm sorry somebody wronged you in, like, 1999, but, like, please don't yell at me on a Tuesday right now. I'm just trying to fucking eat some cheap soup. Um, yeah. I mean, come on. So, so then Kendall and Ari have some alone time and she says, normally things go too fast for her. She needs to slow it down. She's never had an eight month relationship, meaning that's long and slow, I guess. And then he Mm. goes, you always surprise me. And then they start kissing. Like he's such a dummy. Oh God. He really, you know, it's almost like he practiced with like a blow up doll. Yeah. And, and he just said the same thing. And since the blow up doll like didn't respond, he's just, he can't even process like uh, like someone responding yeah like it, whatever they say they could have been like you know i my my entire family died in a in a uh, you know a wood chipping accident you'd be like whoa that's, that's amazing that's amazing it doesn't matter you know what? i'm glad you brought it up Aaron. actually my entire family did die in a wood chipping accident we whoa, that's amazing i know it was it was it was amazing <laughs> it was truly amazing so <laughs> then he goes with his, clearly, and I'm so glad I picked her for my number one, young Becca. She goes, Hurricane's a brew and Hurricane Crystal. And part of me was like, oh, Becca. I, Becca's I, killing it. I Becca's like really you. stepped up the last couple of weeks. And so he has the grossest kiss with her ever. And and he's like, he's like, I'm scared that I'm going to fall for you. And she's like, isn't there always risk? And Basically, she's never saying to him, I'm not going to break your heart. She knows she's going to break his heart. And she's like, yeah, man, nut up, get your heart, you're going to get it broken, so just give in. Yeah, I think her responses for being so young are so on point, you know, completely true. She stands up for herself. She doesn't fall into this, like, whatever you say, Ari. So I've, like, changed my tune on Becca because I do think, you know, she's she's probably a little obnoxious and she's there for TV time. But at least she speaks to him yeah. like a rational, strong woman. I agree. I appreciate that. She does stir the shit with the lady. So she was. She went back down. She's with the other girls. And she starts doing an impression of Crystal. When Crystal oh, walks up. Hilarious. And she goes, I pray among all of this chaos, may Crystal find all of the peace that she thinks that she has. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm digging her crystal impressions. They're not as good as yours. But oh, my but God, thank you so much. only one artist. You know what? She has a much deeper voice than me, too. This one's in my wheelhouse. You've got, <laughs> so then he goes on a, the most vaguely offensive date for a young Southern gal. He takes Tia to the Everglades, to the jankiest, poor sweet Gerald is so sweet and proud of his house. But he takes her to the Everglades, gatoring. With his, like, it's like, you're from the South. Let's, like, I'm going to take you to a ramshackle shack, like, and, like, frogging. Um, They've got the gator call. The alligator came right up. A turtle swims up. And he goes, there's a turtle. That's crazy. That's what he said. 
<laughs> he's, he's so dumb. It's just so dumb. These he's, conversations like are so bad. He's so dumb. He's so dumb. I was dumb. really nervous. I was like, I was trying to think like, would I get that close to the game? No, that's too close. That's stupid. That's so close to a fucking alligator. They're fast and they're quick and they're like, I'm literally like, like I liked, I would take a boat through the Everglades in a heartbeat. Um, but I don't know if I would do it like that. No. Like, I think I needed more sides to the boat. The boat was flat. That boat was flat. There was no sides to the boat. And there was a gator. They, like, bumped up against its snout. It, I didn't feel like the guy had extra special training that was, like, bumping the like, angering the gator. It was really a, a bold call. It was a bowl called. They were, they were wearing no seat belts. There wasn't a spear. No. I was like, this is a safety issue. And then they bring him up to the house. And he was, poor Gerald, was so proud. Because, first of all, I want to give that man some SPF. The amount of sun damage on poor sweet Gerald. I just. I know. And he was so sweet. And his house was cool, but it had been damaged in a fire. And they brought, brought tear there. And, like, there was just, like random ladders all over the property and in the back when they bring them around back to eat fried frog legs there was like a if you notice there was like a mountain of like discarded lawn furniture behind him that was like 10 feet tall in the background in one of the shots and like but we found out that tea goes frogging in arkansas which um and she said you're right though it was like the southernmost yeah you know date you could possibly go on and she doesn't even live in like country anymore she lives in the city and she's like shit I gotta do this again and I know it was like it it was kind of offensive if you were from like a small town like you're a hick here you go here's some frog legs here's here's a falling down shack this be like home (laughs) yeah also it's like you know like we're both from well New York, but we're now, you know, I kind of grew up in New England. It would just be like, here's some chowder. Yeah. You know, do you want, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. just like, okay, yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. So on the nose. But I looked up how old um, Gerald was, and he's only 35. <laughs> <laughs> Wear your sunscreen, kids. Wear your sunscreen, kids. Wear your sunscreen, kids. Um, the most personality I have ever seen all season was on the back swing when he goes, so tell me about frogging. That was legitimately the first honest, like, that was the first time I saw anything resembling an honest question from him. Yeah, I, I, I just, I guess at the end of the day, it's like, we have, you know, we're pretty deep into the season. Yeah. And we have no idea, like, what he, what, what he's, his interest, like, what he's interested in like nothing who he like it's just like he's nothing. such a blank i don't even it's so hard to tell what he even wants it's like a man that like doesn't even know who he is yes yeah. you know what i mean and then he lit up when he saw the boat he goes as a car guy that thing has a huge engine on it and she's like i gotta tell you i've hung out with you i don't see you as a car guy and he goes when the helmet comes on i'm a different person it's like oh you're 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 less dumb. Oh. Like, what are you? Oh my god! I just drove yeah. into things and crash. <laughs> He's like, yeah. When the helmet comes on, I got two things going for me. One, I make it around four times in a crash. <laughs> and another thing is, someone speaks to me in the helmet, so I know what to say. Dude, that's <laughs> my is my helmet talker. Oh, yeah. It's uh, uh du- what's his name? Duval from Days of Thunder. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's who speaks to. Um, so then we have, they, they are looking into each other's eyes and she's like, I have butterflies with him. I can't even look into his eyes. And like, you could see, and then she was very sweet. She put her head on his chest and you could see he didn't know what to do because her mouth wasn't available to get like tongue violated. <laughs> you could see he was like, okay, but when does your mouth come back up so I can stick my tongue in it and I can group your hair down near your titties? Like... Like, I have to pretend to be interested in cuddling, but when do I get to do my Ari thing, which is tongue, 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 tongue. I crash cars. Let me tongue you. <laughs> At one point, he was like, do I make out with her bangs? <laughs> oh, God. This is, this is unknown territory. He did not. So then they go have dinner in, like, a barn, and she says she was in college for seven years, and she got her doctorate, and she's she's a physical therapist, and she's older 
patients who basically are calling her an old maid. And and then she asked about her higher power, and he's like, uh, it's not really my thing. And, and she's like, well, faith is important to me. I lost friends. And then he was like, could you be married to someone who doesn't have faith? And she was like, I guess so, for TV, maybe. <laughs> It was, it was, I actually thought that moment was really interesting. Yeah. Because I respect both of them. Me too. You know, and he's like, no, didn't grow up with it. It's not my thing. And it's very important to her. And I thought, you can say that's not important. That's what I thought too. But I was like, no way. Right? There's no way. I I thought that that, too. And also just with all that education, I mean, a physical, a master's or or maybe it was a doctorate or a master's. She's a doctorate. She said she's a doctorate. doctorate. Yeah, she's a doctorate. So that is an extremely hard degree in yeah. physical therapy. I mean, you're literally taking, like, yeah. you know, MD science classes. Yeah. So that made her, like, I love this Me one. too. Like, Me too. I love her. I got to tell you, I and really the- fell. She's my favorite, I think. I really fell for her on this date. She was great. And I just don't want her to be like, oh, I'll move to Scottsdale. I'll do anything for you. I'm like, first of all, you're going to hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be, like, in an atheist tribe of, yeah. you know, old white money yeah 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 yeah. Like, yeah no 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 yeah 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 if faith is super important to you and he doesn't believe in god that might at some point be hard also she doesn't have a flexible schedule she's not gonna like go around and do whatever he wants no like, no, no. Way. well it's hard when you've got all those real estate closings so, <laughs> so then he asked what her type was and she was like it's not good guys that i can fix um they don't have it all together. And then she says to him, I think I'm falling in love with you. Here's what I, here's the lesson part of our, our podcast. Anybody out there listening, I used to date fixer-uppers. There are no fixer-uppers. If you don't like them as is when you meet them, you can't date potential. I learned it the hard way, guys. You got to yep. like them as is who they are now. There are no fixer-uppers. That's my, that's, yep. you take a look at it. That's just my own personal opinion. No, that is, but it is the only, that is the correct opinion. We've all been there. I'm like, oh my God. You can just stop drinking. Yeah, it's usually that. Um, yeah. yeah. Or like yeah. cheerleading. Like, I'm his number one, you know, it, and I don't, I got to the point where I was like, I don't ever want to date an aspiring anything. Like, no. I, just, I don't want headshots secretly in the drawer. Like, there's nothing, whatever you want to do. I, like, I hope you're doing what you want to do, but if you're like, I'm doing this, but I secretly want to be doing that, I can't cheerlead. No. Um, Okay, so then they get to the cocktail, the party, and they're at the Bonnet House. Is that correct? <laughs> and so it was called the Bonnet House. I think it was the Bonnet House. And um, uh, Crystal goes, "Yesterday, I wasn't hiding in my room. I was investing in myself." Um, oh, side note. That's- side note. We will hold out a pin in that. At the end of their date, Tia already pushed her up against the wall, and she said, I've been waiting for you to push me up against something. And he got the world's oldest boner. His boner was like, oh, God, I'm just going to wake up. Hold on one second. Yeah, he Um, loved it. I'm going to push you into something. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Sorry to jump in. Uh, I wasn't wasn't hiding in my room. I wasn't hiding in my room. I was investing in myself. I thought I paused it, and my sister and I were laughing so hard that I it took me maybe 15 minutes to hit play again. I thought that was one of the greatest TV moments in the history of oh my God. TV. I Dude. loved it. I loved everything about that sentence, and I want to use it again and again. Me too, because I'm often hiding in my room, and but I'm going to tell people I wasn't hiding in my room. I was investing in myself. <laughs> it just, I, 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 I just, I need her. I need more of these. Like I need Dude. more of these. Like. Oh my god, it was incredible. So then Kendall pulls him aside and she was like, I've got a question book. (laughs) The best, this is the best thing that's ever, okay, okay, this is the best question that's ever happened on this entire, this is the most real moment that's ever happened on this show. She goes, I've got a hundred questions. Ask what number? He's like, 99, my race number. I crashed that 99 times. Number 99 is, would you ever try human meat? (laughs) 
wrote it down. Let me give you the exact quote. And if you were visiting a tribe <laughs> whose tradition was to eat someone who's passed away, would you try human meat? Yeah. And she, <laughs> she says, I would totally try it. I wouldn't eat you. Would you try it? Oh, my God. And his face. I sent everybody the screenshot of his face on our text exchange. Um, it was amazing. I love, I just loved, it was such a drawn out question. Like, it could have been like, um, you know, what are your thoughts on cannibalism? But it was such a specific, like, <laughs> tribe, the tradition of the tribe, eating members that have passed away. It was a layered cannibalism well, question. I actually paused now that I bought Hulu for one night and I took a screen grab of her book to see the other questions. Here's another question. What is good about death and why? Wait, you saw that on her book? It was written in the book. What is good about death and why? She's going to fucking kill someone. She, I just, I don't know where they found her, but she lives in LA. Fear factor. It's going to, Make it my mission to be friends with her. She might kill you. She might kill. She might kill and eat you, but you'll have fun until then. Right up to the point where I know she's going to kill and eat me would be amazing. Yeah, it's so good. So then Crystal comes down, and Kendall goes up to him, and she's the protector. Oh, he goes, "Thanks for being my protector." And so, so then Becca and Tia, they all, they all basically confront her and they're like, so you changed your mind. She was like, and again, I was so mad we didn't see her in the van. And she goes, I was hurt and I was entitled to the, that. And Kendall goes, well, your reaction upset everyone here. Or that might've been CN. And then, then Becca goes, why are you still here? And um, basically they all attacked her. Eventually she goes, glitter. That's a glitter bomb. Like nobody, she protected herself with her glitter bomb. I, uh, I just, you know, I, I, I think for Crystal to say something like the glitter bomb and the, like, I wasn't hiding my room, I was investing in myself, the amount, the level of narcissism and the level yeah. of just like completely cut off from reality, yeah. like it's scary, right? It's scary. But some of these sound bites are just some of my all time, like Dude. glitter, that's glitter. Like, who the fuck? I know. She goes, she goes, I'm done, done. That was glitter. It was amazing. So. Um. So then Ari pulls, so after he talks to Jacqueline, the psychologist, who's never going to last. So then Ari and Crystal go, and then he was like, you need to be thoughtful and think through your reactions. She was like, my, my responses were out of character. I had a hard childhood. I grew up in a bowling alley. It's like, and my wishes for my childhood, I grew up in, it's like, first of all, no, you didn't. I just know you didn't. And so it was like, and this is another traumatic experience. Like, is this another fucking, oh, I'm sorry. you. Why do we not see a child in a bowling alley with men coming and going and never coming back? I know. They missed a real spot for some sweet editing of just a crying over, a little girl crying and, like, being hit by a bowling ball and then falling over. And then she goes, this is our first fight. And he goes, it could be our last fight. He basically was like, for shame, young lady, I will fuck you, but you're in the penalty fuck box right now. Oh, yeah. He's so... I don't think he wants to fuck her anymore. I think he's... I, I think do. he's just I like... Do. I do. I I'm so over it. Like, ugh. She's, but how about that clip, that commercial clip? Because I was like, oh, Crystal's going home. I know. They blew Crystal. it. I know. They blew it. It's like... They blew it. Before, I was like, what the fuck? There's fucking ding-dongs. Before the rose ceremony, they're like, Crystal's in Paris. It's like, well, you couldn't air this at 10.05. You got to air it at eight four, like 9.45. Like... It just was like they do. They're doing that more and more. I know. And you're it's like, so dumb. Why? I know. Right? You're literally taking the suspense out of the rose there. It's terrible. So then she says this. I showed him fun, passionate, sad, emotional. I showed him so many shades of me. Excited, futuristic. <laughs> futuristic. Oh, my God. And then she goes, destiny, the, 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 the thing for next week. She goes, Destiny's going to happen tonight. Baby, I'm wife material. And then um, the old ladies going, do you hold your ball properly? And what do you think of the fantasy suite? And their tongue and they're all into the fantasy suite was amazing. Oh, my God. I want to, like, you want to hang out with those ladies immediately. Like, they have lived a life. Yeah. And they are just happy. They were and amazing. She's horny and she wanted to put her face uh, near his balls. She was 
fucking great. Um, Amazing. Aaron, before we wrap up, will you help me do Tweet of the Week? I have them, and I'm going to read them to you. Okay. The first one is from, and there's none from Seth Vatt this week. Seth Vatt, where are you? Seth, please don't stop tweeting us. We miss you. Don't stop tweeting. We we wait for you, Seth Vatt. So this is from Enid Alonsonid, and I'm sorry for pronouncing anybody's name wrong. Um, And there's a photo of Ari licking the bowling ball, and it says, 50 bucks says that bowling ball makes it to fantasy suites. <laughs> this is from Rachel Wheeler. Um, Lauren B., how do you like your eggs? Ari, young and fertile. <laughs> that is fantastic. That made me laugh. This is from Cheyenne Constant at Trixie Firecracker. How could they not get Crystal's bus meltdown? Producers, you literally have one job, dot, 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 one job. Yes, yes, I agree completely. Um, this is from Lauren at purple underscore haze. All of this Crystal drama is overshadowing the fact that The Bachelor is okay with cannibalism. <laughs> Good one. And finally... He's one in the past stand-up philosopher at 912 Jimmy. Since when did, quote, growing up in, uh, okay. Since when did, quote, growing up going to the bowling alley mean anything other than fucking awesome? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to nominate these two. All of this crystal drama is overshadowing the fact that The Bachelor is okay with cannibalism by at Purple Haze. And from Rachel Wheeler, Lauren B., how do you like your eggs? Ari, young and fertile. Is it young and fertile or cannibalism? Uh, well, for me, uh, I appreciate both, but it's it's young and fertile. Uh, it's young and fertile. Oh my god, I'm gonna go with cannibalism, but I'm gonna let you take it because it's never my. I pick them out, so I'm gonna let you win. Uh, Rachel Wheeler, you won. Lauren B, how do you like your eggs? Ari, young and fertile. Oh my god. <laughs> and before we go, I also just want to um, read. Let's see. Hold on. We got some really great. We got some really great um, comments on our. Uh, if you like us on iTunes, this one it might have gotten cut off. I tried to do this on the Sarah Colonna one, but it got cut off. This made me laugh so hard. If you remember, we got called too much politics that I sound like uh, the host sounds like a hyena getting dunked in hot lava. So here was one five stars from Noelle Larose, one of the best. Political Hyena in Lava podcasts out there. <laughs> nice, nice. I love it. One of the best. And then we have um, five stars, my oasis on Grief Island. Unfortunately, I've been on Grief Island. What a way to start 2018. I'm sorry, my love. But this podcast has been my oasis every week. I've been listening since day one. And funny enough, uh, that was my first season of watching The Bachelor as well. I don't know how you just watched this show without the relief of this podcast. Never stop. And Arden, I'm a fan of the dentist x-ray blanket too. Well, I hope we can keep it that your year is getting better. And my apologies for your time on Grief Island. And we got a great email uh, to rosepodcast at gmail.com. And this one is, okay, this is from Lauren Nickerson. And she says, hi, Arden. I email you way too often, feel like a crazy fangirl. My apologies. Um, so here we go. I tell everyone I know to subscribe and listen, even those who ridicule me for my long-enduring love of the Bachelor franchise. One such friend finally got on board and is now a loyal Willie Except This Rose listener. She's been my friend since high school, but now we live on opposite sides of the country, and years go by without seeing each other. Introducing her to your podcast has re-fortified our friendship, and we convene weekly via text to discuss all your astute observations. Her birthday was yesterday, and I know she would absolutely faint if you could wish her, her a happy birthday. Her name is Stephanie, but we call her Frost. So here you go from Arden and Aaron, Miss Frosh. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Frosh Stephanie. You guys, the podcast wouldn't be the podcast without you. What a joy. What a joy. Aaron. Uh, yeah, I was so impressed by the, the crowd and uh, everybody came out and. Uh, it's just fun that we get to do something we love and share with uh, everybody else. Well, and guys, we're going to be in Austin 
at Moon Tower Comedy Festival the weekend of April 20th. We don't have the exact date yet. I don't think the tickets are up yet, but they're, but you can plan your Airbnb or whatever. Austin itself is just also so fun. Like it's oh a, God, it's a great festival. So fun. The yeah. festival's so fun. I'll also be doing um, my Tinkle Twin stand-up show with Dana Gould, and we will be requesting uh, Miss Erin Foley. So if you also want to see us do stand-up, you'll be able to see Erin and I do stand-up at Tinkle Twins. Um, so you can come for two shows for the weekend, and then there's lots of other great people there. Um, but that is, and Paget is threatening to come. I don't know if she actually will. I think we can get her. I do too. <laughs> I hope. Um, Aaron, do you have any other gigs coming up that you want to promote? I just wanted to promote one show. If you're in Los Angeles or adjacent, Wednesday, February 21st at 7.30, I'm doing like a 45-minute show, a long show, at the Improv Lab, at the Improv uh, Hollywood Improv Lab, 7.30, Wednesday, 20, uh, February 21st. I, in my opinion, the way I got to know Erin is through stand-up, and she is one of the best working stand-ups that like, are out there today. She is such a pro. She makes me laugh so hard. You will not be sad. Like She's fucking brilliant. Thank you. So many new knock-knock jokes. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to play us out. Will you help sing along? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Erin. What a joy. I can't wait to see you in person again next week. I see you so soon. We'll be back on a regular... With the show in Atlanta. Oh, my God. Thanks. Oh, yeah. All up in here. This is so good. This is so good. What's that question? I accept, I accept, Eric. I'm going to be hiding in my room and probably blowing all my investments on myself. Oh. Oh, my God. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.